This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Duscott. Welcome to The Drop. I am Lance Duscott. Well, the word of the day when it comes to the Blues is... Well, there's several words. Let's just go ahead and go into them real quickly. Disappointing, lackluster, no heart, mistakes, inability. Is there any other word I can use? This would have to be, in my mind, one of the lowest points of this season and one of the lowest points of the Blues in several years. There's something wrong with this team, and we're going to get into it after we get into the highlights. I don't want to go into it and then rehash the highlights. The Blues started out with the the right game plan. They really did. Even though Nashville played well, Carter Hutton stood tall, had a shutout after two periods, the Blues were up three to nothing. And of course, they lost in overtime on that questionable call by the ref for that penalty shot. Let's just go ahead and get into the highlights. Like I said, the Blues really wanted to show Nashville they could play with them and they could beat them. It looked like they had shown them that, but that wasn't meant to be. Let's get into the positives. Jay Bowmeister scored. Very, very nice goal. Jaden Schwartz scored. Beautiful goal. Alex Dean scored. So... I guess overall, the people you really need to step up, like Steen and Schwartz, did in last night's game. A couple questionable no calls on penalties that could have given the Blues a power play. You never know what's going to happen on the power play. But let's go ahead and get into the highlights. The Blues started off the game pretty well, like I said. It was back and forth, and then 15 minutes and 18 seconds in to the first period, Jay Bowmeister gets his second goal to give the Blues a one to nothing lead. Now Pareko ahead. Blues, good exit here. Berglund trip, penalty coming up. And a drive, they score! Jay Bowmeister beats Rene short side on a delayed call. And Bowmeister has given the Blues a one nothing lead. Great shot by Jay Bowmeister, and the sponsors here are loving it for Fox Sports Midwest. A left-hand shot going down the left side. There was a delayed penalty coming up there. Bergman gets tripped up. Bowmeister just takes it and runs with it. And he made that look easy, didn't he? An effortless-looking play. A slapper from outside 40 feet. The goaltender is out by at least 10 feet, and he had the... The angle covered for the long side didn't expect the short side shot. I was actually very shocked that Jay Bomeister was able to score that goal. Pekka Rene normally stops those kind of shots. That shot was probably 35 to 40 feet from him on his blocker side. Just didn't react in time. It's like it shocked him. I don't think he was expecting Jay Bo to shoot. That goal would be Bomeister's second of the season. Berglund gets his sixth goal. 
Shin gets his 31st assist. I thought Shin had a very good game last night. 15 minutes, 18 seconds into the first, the Blues are playing great. They're playing the game they need to. They're stopping a lot of opportunities from the Predators. I'm not saying the Predators played bad. I'm really not. In fact, Nashville outshot the Blues 13-7. But I thought the Blues held their own against the Western Conference Stanley Cup representatives last year. I thought they played very well. I thought they showed the Predators, hey, you may have kind of beaten us a lot in the past, but we're going to show you that this year is different. And at that point, the tone was there. It really, really was. And that tone would continue in the second period. They would get two goals within six minutes of each other, one from Alex Steen and one from Jaden Schwartz. Two very good goals. The Blues are happy. They're up at this point. They're playing with confidence. They have the lead three to nothing. Off Forsberg. And now Stasny, who played in per game number 800 on the weekend. Stasny, a backhander. Rebound, they score! Steen gets in, gets the rebound, and gives the Blues a 2-0 lead. Great setup all the way around. And the Blues get some time on the rush from their own zone. Once they enter the offensive zone, I thought Tarasenko was going to take that to the forehand and fire it. But he doesn't do that. He makes a nice play back to Stastny, who throws that at the feet of the goaltender. They create a little two-on-one on one side. Backhand, rebound, goal by jamming hard. So fundamentally, the Blues have done a great job of going to the middle of the ice, driving hard, and Alexander Steen is the beneficiary of that fine play. All three forwards touching the... And now a nice pass for Dun from Dunn to Shen. In for Tarasenko. A shot. Rebound made. Bang away. Schwartz. He scores. He gets the rebound. And Schwartz a power play goal. And the Blues take a 3 nothing lead. Some great opportunities. Just a matter of time here. And this one was line at the doorstep right on the goal line. Schwartz takes one, two, maybe three whacks at that thing before he finally gets it across the goal line. Just an amazing second period for the Blues. I'm not going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to just come right out and say it. That second period was the best period the Blues have played all season long. They dominated the Predators. They outshot the Predators 16-3. to If that's not domination, I don't know what the heck is. They really pulled the put the pressure on. Pecorini had to stand tall, and even though he gave up those two goals, it could have been a lot worse. Steen gets his 13th goal. That makes it 2 to nothing. He gets assist on that goal from Stasny is 28th, and Tarasenko is 27th. That goal was at 3 minutes and 10 seconds in. Then about 6 minutes later, 5 minutes and 50 seconds in fact, Jaden Schwartz gets his 18th, Steen gets his 24th assist, Tarasenko gets his 28th assist, power play goal, the Blues are up 3 to nothing going into the third. For some reason, I was telling the people I was with watching the game, I don't feel confident with this 3 to nothing lead. I really didn't. I don't know why, but I had a feeling the Predators were going to come out hard, and they played pretty dang good in that third period. They outshot the Blues 15-7. to They just kept hammering away, hammering away, and hammering away. And finally, John Crock got his 14th goal 9 minutes and 6 seconds in to make it 3-1. to But they weren't done. Austin Watson would get two more goals, and now we're tied at three. That didn't get through. Subban. Oh, for Echo, one-timer. Stopped by Hutton. Rebound. Score. 
and simplify. We talked about this. Get pucks to the net. They get it set up. Look at the attack. They get in the forecheck. Hunt the puck down. Hartnell, Yarncroft, Benino, the best line on the road trip. And then look at Ekholm, gets it right to the net. Hartnell and Callie Yarncroft follow this up. Pucks to the net. Boom, they outnumber the St. Louis Blues in front. And a big goal here by Callie Yarncroft, and he gets it upstairs. And the Predators will try to press. Here's Watson, all for Sisson. Fed it over Ellis, back in front, score! The Predators keep chipping away. A shorthanded goal by Austin Watson. It's 3-2. And there it is, aggressive defense at the blue line, and they jump in, they attack. Colton Sisson's Ryan Ellis joining the rush. You're down two goals, the defensemen are joining. And Ryan Ellis with an unbelievable, two spin passes in a row here. Backhand, and look at Watson, right to the net on a rebound. That right-handed stick, he fades his body across and taps that in the short big, side. Big save! Predators back to even strength. Then here comes Smith out of the box. He's got Watson with him. Smith shoots, save Hutton, rebound, score! as if it went in. The referee did not signal for a goal. Then he waved it off, and the puck appeared to be free because both teams were still trying to play it. Well, they didn't know what was going on. I don't know if he blew the whistle, if they heard the whistle. That's in the net. That's it. That hit the back bar, and then they put it in. But he's waving it off there. This will be reviewed. Though. This will be reviewed. That's, That's in the net. There's no question about that. Folks, this hockey game's going to be tied. And this wasn't waved off. You'll see here it goes in a second time because they probably didn't hear. And then he blows it off or he waves it off. It's going to be reviewed. I don't think the crowd has had a look at this yet, but when they see it, you're going to hear an explosion. So we are now tied at three each. The first goal by the Predators would be by Yarncroc, his 14th goal of the year. Ekholm gets his 19th assist. P.G. Subban gets his 29th assist. 3-1. to one. Blues are still up. 9 minutes, 6 seconds into the third. Austin Watson gets his first of two. His sixth goal of the year, a shorthanded goal. Just devastating. This was the one that really made the Blues look very, very bad. Ellis gets his fifth assist on that goal. Sissons gets his 13th. Predators are really back in it. 14 minutes, 33 seconds into the second. The pressure would continue, and if you were a Blues fan, you just had to have a bad, bad feeling about the way this game was going. And just a minute and 15 after Watson gets his first goal of the game, he gets his second one, his seventh of the year. Smith gets an assist, his 15th. Roman Yossi gets an assist, his 23rd. And it's three apiece. How did we get here? I mean, just terrible play by the Blues. Terrible, terrible play by the Blues. Very frustrating as a Blues fan. I'm sure it was frustrating for the players but they got to be responsible for themselves. They really do. We're going to go into a lot more after the post-game interviews, but you're going to get to know my true feelings on this game. The Blues were outshot, like I said, 15-7 to in the third. So we head to overtime. They head to overtime, and Forsberg gets a semi-breakaway. Schwartz comes in, hooks him, and they call a penalty shot. Back on his skates. Here we go. A penalty shot in OT. by the Nashville Predators. And who else's stick do you want the puck on to try to finish this one? Phil Forsberg, the man, gets it done right there. Forsberg gets the goal on OT, his 17th of the year. Of course, it was unassisted because it was a penalty shot. 
one minute, 19 seconds into OT. And the Blues fall in what could arguably be one of the worst losses the Blues have ever had. Shots on goal. The Predators outshot the Blues 33-31. to Face-offs in favor of the Predators 57-43. to Both teams had three power play opportunities. The Blues capitalized on one of those. But the Blues also gave up the shorthanded goal to Watson. Penalty minutes six each. Hits 22 to 18 in favor of the Blues. Blocks 25 to 10 in favor of the Blues. Giveaways five for the Blues, nine for the Predators. Before you get to hear my rant, we're going to go and listen to the post game interviews where I've got a few things that I do not agree with with these players. Let's hear from Petrangelo. Hutton, and of course, Coach Mike, on this terrible loss to the Predators. Yeah, um, got a little—I um, don't say careless, but I mean they're in the shorthanded goals. We got to find a way to keep, you know, uh, change the momentum there. We knew they were going to have a push in the third. Obviously, it's a building that creates a lot of energy, so just have to manage the puck better there. Do you think you guys got a little tired at the end, or, or just? No, I think we just got careless with the puck. I think. Uh, Lucky bouncer in the third one, but we just got to find a way to stay calm and continue to play. Good look at the play there, but you think that a, uh, a penalty shot was going to get called there? No, I don't know. Unless they changed the rules recently, I don't think it. I don't know. I don't even know if it was a penalty, let alone a penalty shot. Yeah. Maybe they changed the rules. I don't know. The the, uh, the shorthanded goal. I mean, obviously a deflator there, but uh, just what's the mood at that point? Uh, so you got to find a way to keep going, keep pushing. Um, then. Again, you know, on the road, you just simplify and try and get the job done. It seems like you guys had put your foot on the gas, Colorado, Winnipeg, kept it going. Yeah. Just what was the difference tonight? Um, again, I think we just made more complicated plays than we had to make. It just got to simplify at that point. About the uh, the penalty shot, I mean, you, you, I don't know if you're... you. Yeah, I, I just watched it. I didn't think it was a penalty shot. I thought he didn't really get touched, but I don't know, again, that's not, I don't know, make save and good player beats me and away she goes. Obviously, the shorty's not your fault, but kind of an obvious momentum turner there. Yeah, yeah, we obviously don't want to give that one up, but yeah, we got to find a way to be better there. Obviously, hold on to a lead, and you know, for me, obviously, you don't want to give up uh, any goals and way she goes. So I feel like, you know, I, I felt good. You know, I thought it was one of those games early. I played really well, and you know, in the third, just kind of things didn't go our way, and it's the way she goes. It's been a, you know, just take a point. And honestly, I think we come into a tough building, get a point. It's obviously sour the way that it goes, but. It is what it is. We got a lot of hockey to play here. We can't really get too worried about it. Second and third, making sure that we uh, dictated in terms of pace and and uh, direction, and and felt that we just absorbed a little bit too much there. Backbreaker, so to speak, was that shorthanded goal? It was big. There's no question, but still, you've got a three-two lead with four minutes left, and still some power play time. You know, we got a couple quick chances, but to give up another one uh, right at the as the power play expires, that's you know, we, we have to do a better job there. I mean, things happen through the course of the game, and, uh, and you know, you have to be able to deal with that. And, uh, and obviously, when they had a push, they got some momentum. Um, it seemed to put us on our heels a little too much. Mike Carter said he got smoked on that third goal. He said he thought there might be a challenge there. Did you guys see yeah, something? Yeah, you know, we, we, we definitely talked about it, but uh, didn't seem to think that it was uh, – you know that that it, that it would be overturned. Maybe maybe we're overthinking things now. Um, you know, probably should have just burned it, um, even though we didn't think it would be. But still, uh, yeah. Again, maybe we're just overthinking things. How about the uh, 
the penalty shot in overtime. Were you surprised that that was called? Yeah, I was surprised that was a penalty shot. Yeah. Some of the guys even said they didn't think it was a penalty. Yeah, well, I certainly saw some plays like that through the course of the game. It's a penalty, whatever. I, I, I was surprised it was a penalty shot, but obviously there's uh, there's other things that were, you know, I don't think it, the game should have got to that point anyways. we got to be better at closing out those games, and uh, and certainly it, it's 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 too bad because there was so many good things um, through the course of the game, and then obviously with five minutes left, and, uh, you know, we, we just opened things up. Um, and, uh, and and we, we didn't close it out. You guys have been very good at closing out games for the most part. Anything you saw there? Did the team get tired? Is it just pl no, playing I these? No, I don't think it was fatigue. I think it was you know they, they did a good job and we didn't we didn't respond well enough to it. Like big picture, I know you're going to move on, but just how bad does this one sting? Well, it, you're right. We're going to move on, but it's, it's there's no question it stings. It's uh, especially when you put a lot into the game. Um, you know, we can't leave points on on the board. You know, I, I look at uh, last game against Pittsburgh. You're you're tied in the third period at home, and, and you you get nothing out of that one. And then obviously to have a three goal lead tonight in the third period and only get one out of it, um, we've got to do a better job in those scenarios. But uh, um, you know, on, on the same side, I, th I think what we have to do is look at the way that we played for most of the game and what we're capable of. And now we just have to make sure we do it for the full sixty. I honestly don't know where to start. I really don't. Let's just get into it quickly here. This game was terrible. They fell apart in the third period. I take exception to Alex Petrangelo starting to say they were careless and then correcting himself. No, Alex, you were careless. Your team was careless. And as a captain, when a game like this happens, you have to come out and say that. You're not throwing specific players under the bus. You're saying... Your team was careless. That's what a captain does. He keeps his mouth shut when he needs to. He supports his players. But when the whole team effort, including his own, was not up to par in the third period and they were careless, he needs to come out and say it. Number two, Carter Hutton. Well, you know, we got a point. It's not what we wanted to do, but we need to move on and be happy we got it. No, no, you don't need to be happy you got a point. Is it a good thing you got a point? Yeah. It would be a different story if you were down three to nothing and you come back and tied it three to three and the Predators won four to three. Then I would say, hey, you guys did a great job. You came back. You got a point out of this game. But that's not what happened, Carter. That's not what happened at all. Number two, Carter. I'm sick and tired of this team and you're not the first to do it, so I'm not just bashing on you. I'm sick and tired of hearing after a loss. And this has happened all year long, whether it's Petrangelo, whether it's Steen, whether it's Hutton, whether it's Allen, whether it's Dunn, whether it's Bo Meester, whether it's Tarasenko, whether it's Sabotka, whether it's whoever. I'm getting sick and tired of hearing this phrase. You know, we got a lot of hockey to play yet. Uh, when's that going to become irrelevant? At the end of the year when the season's over? And you look back and go, well, hell, we didn't have a lot of hockey to play yet. You may be looking at everybody else playing in the playoffs if you keep doing stuff like this. And you may say, well, I guess we don't have a lot of hockey to play yet. There's going to be people that look at the positive of this game. And I do look at the positive. I'm just not a homer. 
And I'm not what the Blues would call a social media influencer because I'm not positive all the time. The good things the Blues do, I praise them. They played great in the first period, and they played superb in the second period. Their best period all year long. But then they come back out of the locker room and play their worst period of all year long. That's this team in a nutshell. Up and down, up and down, inconsistent. 6-2 to two win, 5-2 to two win, 4-1 to one loss, 4-3 to three OT loss when you're up 3 to nothing. Four to two win, two to one win, three to nothing loss, four to one loss. It's back and forth with this team. This team is not consistent. The other good teams in the Central have become consistent. They're winning seven out of 10 games. Six out of 10 games if they've had a bad week or two. The Blues are not, and I'm sorry, they are not going to win the Stanley Cup with one trade. If these players start playing like they can, could they be a contender? Yes. But when's that going to happen? It's already the middle of February and they're still inconsistent. What's going on up top? And I've said it from the time I played peewee hockey till the time I stopped playing hockey in my early 20s. You know, I still play games. I, used to, I still play games now and again up until I had my stroke. I'm just frustrated. I think most Blues fans are. I think people looking from the outside in can see what's going on here. This team, for some reason, after a coach has been there, whether it's for five years, whether it's for two years, whether it's for a year, whether it's for a year and a half, the coach loses them. Andy Murray lost this team, although he started out great. David Payne lost this team, and he started out pretty good. Ken Hitchcock, even with his great coaching career, lost this team. Has Coach Mike lost this team? I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. But when you have a team that's up and down, inconsistent, and loses a game like this, yeah, is it on the players? Yes, it is. But that's also on the coaches. After the Predators scored that first goal, I looked at everybody around me. I said, Mike Yo needs to call a timeout. He needs to call a timeout right now before this gets out of hand because it's going to get out of hand. He didn't. Three to two. They give up a shorthanded goal. And I'm thinking, oh, holy hell, he's got to call the timeout now. He didn't. Did not. They score the last goal to make it three to three. Does he call a timeout? No. He goes around patting the guys in the back. Come on, boys. Let's go, boys. Let's get in, guys. Come on. Let's do it. Come on. Enough root, 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 rah, rah, rah. Call the team over. Settle it down. Take momentum away from the Predators. He didn't do that. This loss is on everybody. This loss is on the team itself. This loss is on the coach. I'm not going to call out Carter Hutton because I don't believe this loss is on him. However, if Jake Allen would have been in goal, this whole news today would be, why can't Jake string some wins together? Jake Allen loses the Blues the game. But I'm not going to do that because it's not the truth. If Jake would have lost this game, I wouldn't have said that. Carter Hutton didn't lose this game. His team let him down. Simple and plain. That's it. 
I think a lot of Blues fans out there, a lot of the media around here feel the way I do. Some of the other media won't say it. This has got to stop. This team needs to put a five or six game winning streak in the calendar. They need to do that. Because can you say right now, in all honesty, if the playoffs were to start today, the Blues could win four out of seven games. I don't see it. I just don't. When they get good goaltending, such as the goaltending against Boston, when Jake Allen played well, they don't score enough and they play terrible. They got good goaltending in Buffalo with Carter Hutton. Played a great, great game. Buffalo outplayed him. That game could have been four to nothing Buffalo. But Carter Hutton saved him again. It's just so frustrating for everybody out there. And for you guys that are going to just be this positive attitude and say, oh, the Blues got a point. We should be happy. (laughs) Great. We got a point. Nice. We have three or four games in hand against the Predators. That's bad. That's bad. When you have that many games at hand and you play a team, you better beat them. If the Predators keep playing this way and the Blues make it to the playoffs and they win a series, they're going to have to play the Predators. And I don't see them beating them. I really, really don't. Does anybody out there think I'm wrong with my observations? If you think I'm wrong, if you agree with me, get in touch with me. Let me know what you think. You can email me at lanced at droppodcast.com. You can also uh, get uh, the Drop Podcast through Twitter at official the drop. Let me know what you think. Are you still positive about the Blues? Do you think they're a contender in the West? Or do you agree with me? I love everybody's opinion, so let me know. Moving on from the negative, the Blues will be playing the Stars on Friday, their next game. And the Stars have a pretty good team. They've been playing better as of late. They've got players such as Jason Spezza, uh, Faxa, uh, Jamie Benn, of course, Tyler Sagan. Just a lot of good guys. Ben Bishop's been playing very well in goal. Klingberg. This is a team that's got some talent. They're a good coach team. Let's just look at it that way. Am I the biggest Ken Hitchcock fan? No. But hey, he got the Blues to the Western Conference Finals, and I was so happy he was actually able to do that. But this is going to be another test for the Blues. Are they going to come out and play 20 minutes and suck the 40 minutes? Are they going to come out and play 40 minutes and then suck 20 minutes? Or is this team going to give us a complete game, which we've seen recently against Winnipeg and the Avalanche, but didn't see against the Wild? We didn't see it last night. Which team is going to show up? Well, make sure you stay tuned to find out and stay tuned for the Next Drop podcast. Until next time, I am your host, Lance Descott. Stay healthy, stay happy, and let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.